This is Killstreak. Dangerous strangers, grab your parachutes and jump right into Killstreak episode 117. I'm Eric Goslin, joined here, as always, by Mr. Michael Price. Mike, how are you doing this Sunday evening? It's Sunday evening. Uh, I'm good. I I was nervous. You took a long pause, and I was like, what's he going to call me? I'm you not going to call you anything except for my friend. <laughs> Just don't call me uh, late for dinner. <laughs> Is never. that the thing? Is that, that would, what they say? That's what they say. That's what okay. they say. And I never understood that. Does it me mean, neither. Does it mean, like, when dinner is ready, don't be late to call me? Or don't accuse me of being late to dinner? I always interpret it as the latter, but... Yeah. I always interpret it as like, hey, when dinner's ready, don't be don't call me late to dinner. (laughs) Yeah, I want my dinner. Um don't call me late for dinner. While you look Uh, that up, I wanna ask, do you know the significance of today? Of this day, Sunday, June twelfth, twenty twenty two. It has something to do with this current series. Is this was June twelfth? No, when the original Predator was released. That is correct. Thirty year uh, anniversary. Wow. Wait, is it thirty years? Would it be thirty years? No, that wouldn't be. No, that wouldn't no. work out. It'd be. It'd be twenty five. Twenty five. Uh, no. Was it thirty five? Thirty five. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because eighty seven, right? Eighty seven. Yeah, June twelfth. At least that's what I saw on Twitter today. That <laughs> might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking it up here. It says uh, it was released on June 12th, 1987. Yeah, 35 go. years today. There's a lot of kismet going on with this, like the Prey yeah. coming out. Yeah, if only they had decided to release Prey three weeks earlier. Yeah, I mean, uh, really, that is stupid on their part. They should. Maybe they'll push it up because the trailer leaked. Maybe. You know, maybe. maybe we'll get lucky. Um yeah, should we just do Predator again instead of Predators today? Because it's the 35th <laughs> anniversary. Yeah, for the anniversary, let's just recap it. We'll do say everything we already said. Yeah. Let's try to repeat the episode verbatim. Um, okay. Another, uh, similar to Prey, another sequel to a series we've already been covering has been announced. Mm. Uh, Scream 6. Oh, that's right. They came out with the big cast list right yeah which i retweeted and put that <laughs> japanese baseball game because i didn't recognize that's like, pretty funny i didn't recognize any of the names <laughs> i recognized half of them really so i guess i'm i which which now like makes me feel sort of embarrassed <laughs> um according to deadline nev campbell not returning not returning with because of a yeah. salary dispute they're not paying mm. her what she's she uh, is worth Oh, I really hope they sort that out because that yeah. would be dumb. And it's Nev Campbell. You should pay her 
pretty much anything within reason. Unless yeah. she's asking for like $20 million. Yeah. Which, it, if she's going to be the star of the movie, is an acceptable amount of money, but she's probably not. I also heard that it's not taking place in Woodsboro, and it's going to be okay. in New York City. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, or New, it, at least hope, New York. I don't know if it's New York City specific. I hope it isn't all shot in fucking Vancouver. <laughs> somebody somebody <laughs> tweeted, I hope three-fourths of it take place on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't call me late for dinner um, means... Uh, the full saying, call me whatever you like, but don't call me late for dinner, is a humorous phrase that means someone is able to call you any name, but the name late for dinner isn't true, implying that you're always hungry and ready to eat food. <laughs> None of the things. Okay, but also the most accurate thing for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. Um, I'll, own that. I'll own that. Me too. I will as well. Um Oh, shit. What was I going to say? I had something really brilliant lined up mm. to talk about. Yeah. We oh. got in. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, yeah. sorry. This may be what no, you no. were going to talk about, actually, mm-hmm. what you were just about to say. We've got a correction to issue. Oh, no. This is something different. A yeah. uh, friend of the show, Peter Harmon. Um, hey, Pete. Petey. And also, somebody else reached out to you. I, I don't remember who you said. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, I think it was Matt. Okay. Friend of the podcast, one time guest, Matt Waite. Um, corrected us that we were when we were talking about movies <laughs> that scared us as kids. We said the Wiz. Yeah, you said the Wiz, and I went with it. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be clear about who's under the bus on this. You're one. right. You're right. And uh, really, the movie was Return to Oz. Yeah, <laughs> and the yeah. Wiz is the. I mean, all black. Is the all black cast. <laughs> Which is really funny that that would have scared me so. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't say why. I just really didn't like it. Uh, it was like as scary as watching a basketball game. I was. Uh, I was. <laughs> I was joking with Mike that we should just stand by it. Be like, no, that was the one I meant. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I meant. Take from that what you will. So, uh, yeah. my apologies to um, the makers of the Wiz. I, I guess, worse than not scaring me, I, mm-hmm. I, I never saw it. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, uh, we did get an email from a friend and listener, Corey. However, it's not like a read this on the air kind of email. It's more of an airing of grievances. Uh-oh. Um, no, not really. He just gave us some suggestions for things he'd like to see covered in the future. Oh, okay. Which uh, we do always appreciate. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, there's no contractual obligation. You know, we, I can't promise anything. Um you know, we've got a schedule worked out a couple years in advance. So, um, no, but he, he had some fun suggestions, and uh, and you and I can discuss them off the air. Sure. But I just wanted to say thanks for the email, Corey. Thanks, Corey. Yeah, we should talk about it. Oh, that reminds me, uh, mm-hmm. while we're down, um, I want to bring up an issue with an, a series that we've been talking about covering. Next. Oh, Okay. Uh, not a huge issue, but an issue about availability of one at least one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that can be tricky. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll 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 scope it out. We've still got until next week to decide. Yeah. What's if we need to swap it out, right? Oh, that also complicates things. So I'm going away this weekend, and then whatever. Who cares? Okay. We'll, we'll be fine. We'll, we'll <laughs> talk about it during the break. We'll It'll figure be this all out. Uh, podcast is on hiatus for three weeks. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Here's the. Um, oh no, this is a fantasy cast list. 
but it looks just like the real one. I just got to look at your tweet. I do want to read these names of the of the folks coming in in Scream Six. Um, you know, it'll tweet. be easier for me to find it because I tweet a okay. bunch of dumb bullshit. So, <laughs> <laughs> while you're uh, let's talk uh-huh. about predators. From no, I want to talk about Scream Six. We okay, sit here in silence until <laughs> while we're both independently okay. looking yeah. at my Twitter feed. Oh, no, I found it. Here we go. It says rumored. This is rumored. Um, but yeah, I was good down to the bottom row. <laughs> There's nine people here. Um, first one, Glenn Powell, the great Glenn Powell, Hangman from Top Gun Maverick. Oh, okay. Yeah, and also one of the stars of uh, 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 Richard Linklater's Everybody Wants Some. Yeah, um, I didn't see that. I gotta see that. It's fun. He's probably my favorite cast member in that one. Sadie Sink, who fucking everybody knows from Stranger Things. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I just don't know her by name. Is yeah. she? Who is she? She's Max. Max. She's okay. the redhead. I like, um, I like her. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, no, she's really good. Um, this kid, Jack Dylan Grazer, is from the It movies. He's the kid who plays Eddie. He's just hard to recognize because he hit, he's got pubes now. Um. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, is he showing them. Yeah. yeah I really on display. He loves low-rise <laughs> jeans. It's weird. <laughs> They're in. They're back in style. Yeah. Um, Mitchell Hoog, who plays Zach Morris's son on the recently, sadly, canceled Save by the Bell Oh, Bell yeah, you reboot. like that. It was very funny. Don't say that like I'm some sort of. <laughs> I didn't see it. I'm sorry. You, oh, you you liked that. That's what. You and said I remember you like. saying talking to you texted our our group text about it. Yeah, because it was good, and now it got canceled because pieces of shit like you wouldn't watch it while it was on. <laughs> um, Thomason McKenzie from a bunch of stuff. Most recently, old and last night in Soho. Which we never talked about on the podcast because you never saw it. I don't think it was very good. Yeah, I heard nothing but bad things, really. It was yeah. I stayed away. Oh, you yeah. know what movie I saw yesterday that I really liked? What's that? Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers. <laughs> I thought it was okay. I thought really I thought it was really funny. You I mean the the majority of people, or should we say sheeple, agree with me. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> like the uh, Batman joke that they have in there. Yeah, no, it had some. It had some good bits for sure. Um, Who's uh, it? More just like if I wasn't so used to really high quality output from, because I think it's it's is it produced by Lord and Miller, and then it's a Lonely Island directed starring. Thing? Uh, I don't know that Lord and Miller are, are involved. It has okay. a very Lego Movie feel to it, right? So maybe that's what it is, is it just feels like uh, Lonely Island guys trying to do Lord and Miller. Yeah. And it felt like a little bit less than both to me. It's like... I thought there's some funny jokes. You know, when you're watching a movie are. with your kids, I saw it with our with our friends, mm-hmm. also uh, kids, and uh, we, had, we had a good time. Ugly Sonic is a really funny Ugly part. Sonic. Ugly Sonic was very funny. That was a great bit. Um, yeah, and you know what? It's like if I had to watch a movie with my kids, and this was this was what I got, I think I'd be very happy. I'd yeah, be like that. Yeah, it was a movie that I watched with my wife, and and we were like, it was all right. It was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, so that's got to be a high bar for kids' movies. 
Um, okay, should we talk about Predators? Well, first I want to read some of the names off of this Japanese baseball oh, yeah. game <laughs> that I that I retweeted along with that list of names because yeah. they're really good. They are some good ones. <laughs> Sleeve McDykel, <laughs> Willie Dustis, yeah. Onsen Sweemy. Sweemy, yeah. The one-letter Jer- changes are the best part. They're the best. <laughs> Jeremy Gride. Uh, Raul Chaingerlin. <laughs> <laughs> Dwight. Dwegd, Dwegd, Portugal. <laughs> yeah, Portugal with an R is the last name. Um, Bobson, Bobson Dugnut. Yeah, <laughs> that's Dugnut. That's, that's your new name. Your Grinnellan Mixon. Really good names. I, yeah, yeah, some good ones. Uh, Colton Stewart, Hannah <laughs> Cheremy. Now we're back to the real people. <laughs> Oh, Andre Day Kim. I wonder if he's related to Daniel Day Kim. Oh, probably. I don't want to say probably. Why did I say that with such authority? He was on Degrassi. Um, oh. And no, he's not related to Daniel Day Kim. He, <laughs> he really stepped in it. Right? <laughs> I really stepped um, in there. Okay. Predators uh, is the movie we are covering today. This is... The third canonical Predator movie, but the fifth in the series that we are covering. So it's mm-hmm. the fifth movie with Predators in them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Predators Like Aliens, you know, yep. which is which is deliberate uh, because they like so many of these. It's funny because <laughs> it's gotten to a place where I like I like roll my eyes when I hear a director or producer say that it's like, well, we actually just wanted to make this a sequel to the first movie. Yeah. Oh, it's so um, many. It's, of course. Of yeah. course you want to make it a sequel to the good one. Yeah. It's like, well, too bad. You're going to make it a sequel to everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you don't get to delete those other movies from the public consciousness. Um, but this one came out in 2010. Uh, it is directed by Nimrod Antal. Uh, and produced and uh, story like the original story was was from Robert Rodriguez. His treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, the screenplay was written by Alex Litvak and Michael Finch. So I want to give them credit because I don't want to just pretend that Robert Rodriguez wrote this movie. But this this you know the uh, the legend of this at least is that uh, right around the time that desperado was taking off uh rodriguez wrote a spec script for predator 3 basically uh-huh um and gave it to fox and they i think kind of liked it but it was also like it was like a 200 million dollar movie sure and, and they were just like well we're not gonna make this but thank you for this, this is, <laughs> it's very nice um but then you know about uh 15 years later uh, after Robert Rodriguez had become, you know, a very important director and producer, and, and they were starting to think about making a new Predator movie, I think the old script, the old treatment, somebody gave it to somebody else, and somebody at Fox called up Robert Rodriguez and just said, "Hey, we found this uh, 16-year-old script. Do you want to do this? Because uh, we could maybe do this." And that's kind of how it came to came came to be. I feel like I heard about Robert Rodriguez's Predator script. On like ain't it cool news like sure. way back in the day because he was a big like an Austin guy also yeah you know, the predator Harry Knowles <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah also an Austin person not all 
not all reviewers. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, but also Devin Faraci and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, wait, maybe all okay. Yeah. Anyways. Um yeah, I was in a bar with that guy once. He seemed like that kind of dude. Yeah, I heard something from somebody I know that yeah. was uh Yeah. Anyways, um this ended up being produced by Rodriguez's studio as opposed to Fox, I think for a variety of reasons. Wikipedia would have you believe it was so Rodriguez could have more creative control over the film. Mm. But then that would require 20th Century Fox to agree to have them produce it. Right. <laughs> so it's like, okay, sure. I mean, yeah. Whatever. We can't be sued for what we just said, can we? <laughs> I don't think so. should, should we cut that out of the podcast? <laughs> I just pissed away my future job at 20th Century Fox. No, no, no. I don't mean Oh, that. you mean the yeah, Devin yeah, yeah. Faraci stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I said I was at a bar with him, and he seemed like that kind of guy. It's seemed been, like, yeah. I didn't say he was right, uh, and I said I heard predator. something that may or yeah. yeah. Okay, we hear things, we see things. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> hush, hush. Yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, you want us to take it out of the podcast? Give me a call. Uh, throw a number at me. Um, <laughs> I'll get you 200 new subscribers. Done! Uh, okay. Anyways. Yeah, sorry. He's, he's leftover, leftover from the canon. Um, okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> wow. Who'd have thought we'd have so much to say? <laughs> this is the Predators episode. Yeah, you're right. Um, okay. So, yeah, the pitch... I mean, the thing is, like, there's all this, you know, this is a movie that was made in the public eye very much because people were excited. Robert Rodriguez was a name. And so, like, there's all these things where it's like, then, like, when you try to read about this movie, it's all these pieces of information that were, like, exciting reveals before the movie came out. And now it's just like, yeah, that's what the movie is. It's Mm -hmm. like, in 2009 at Comic-Con, it was revealed that it would be an ensemble cast. It's like, yeah, it's, we've. That is what, yeah, it, the movie has an ensemble cast. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, like almost every Predator movie we have covered, I I don't know how many, I haven't said this so much on the podcast because it seems like the dumbest sort of shitty movie trivia. But once again, there was a role for Arnold Schwarzenegger sure. to play Dutch, to, to, and, uh, but it didn't work out. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so he's not in it. But that's a cool, isn't that cool trivia? That it's cool they, to uh, know he was considered yeah. to be yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, they shot it uh, exteriors predominantly in Hawaii. And um, all of the interior sets were at uh, Rodriguez's studio, Troublemaker Studios in Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, and they shot a little bit more exterior stuff in, in Texas, including at the Hamilton Pool Preserve, which I have uh, been to. So, Oh, oh uh, yeah. for like the river stuff? The, the waterfall. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, apparently they uh, it was real fucking cold when they did it. So. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, you could tell with Adrian Brody. You know. <laughs> it's those glass cutters. <laughs> um, this is the first time that the creature effects were not done by either Stan Winston Studios or Amalgamated Dynamics. This is a KNB joint. Okay. I think they look pretty good, although I was a little off-put by the Predator's bristly hair. Yeah. 
I, I would I, I yeah it's a little too bristly it's a little, it looks weird I, like, I couldn't tell if is it hair is it like spines I couldn't tell it's a good question yeah also I the the crazy uh predator at the end didn't really do it for me I think his face is mostly CGI yeah yeah um, that I have a note about that yeah okay great we'll get to it mm-hmm. um but yeah so uh you know a word or two on the director so Nimrod on tall um he in case you guys are wondering nimrod is a hungarian name mm-hmm. um i checked it out i was like i'm sure it must be pronounced nimrod or yeah something. I, I wasn't like, sure nope, either no nope, it's it's nimrod uh which I, probably my guess is that uh the origin of that as like a derogatory term is probably like racist hungarian thing. probably yeah <laughs> Um, so anyways, maybe it's fine. I don't call people Nimrod in my day-to-day life. Um, I say, <clears throat> I say Nimkampoop a lot to my son. Yeah. I wonder, uh, he, hopefully that he, has no... He is one. I think that's right. He is a Nimkampoop. Yeah. Um, his debut, uh, American language feature was Vacancy, starring Kate Beckinsale and Luke Wilson, which I remember the trailer for, but I never saw. It's a horror thriller where they're at a motel. Um, not the one that. with like Ray Liotta, right? What is that? That's identity. No, that's, that's identity, identity yeah. which also takes place at a motel. In a motel, yeah. And has the same plot as twelve other movies. Yeah, but maybe the first time, probably not. But I remember my friend took me to see it because she was like, "It's mind blowing." Yeah. And then when the twist ending happened, I was like, "Oh no, no, no! My least favorite kind of <laughs> twist, no!" And I had to pretend I liked it. Mm, that's never fun i that's always painful for me trying to pretend i like a thing that is bad like for someone else's feelings who i care about Mm -hmm. mostly because um i'm a real fucking snob about yeah you don't say (laughs) (laughs) fuck you um so he uh after this he directed uh a metallica documentary not some kind of some kind of monster it's called Through the Never, or it may be a movie. It might be a feature. It's like some, yeah, it is. It's like a, <laughs> I think it's like a not funny Detroit Rock City. Huh. It's just, it's just like a played serious, like, it's got a bunch of Metallica concert footage, but then it's also about, like, a kid who loves Metallica. Oh, Anyways. wow. It sounds terrible. Um... And then he did a feature called The Whiskey Bandit, which I've never heard of. But he's mostly been up to TV stuff lately. Mm -hmm. Um, So he directed a bunch of episodes of M. Night Shyamalan's show Servant. Um, And then he uh, he directed uh, two episodes of this last season of Stranger Things. Oh. Yeah. So he seems like he's doing fine. Servant. Um, I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, the Apple a, TV one? A, yes, I think I think so, and yeah, it's it's Shyamalan produced. Okay, uh, which has caused me to stay away from it because I, I don't like M Night Shyamalan as much as some people do. Um, but that's fine; we don't have to get in a fight about it. I will not fight you on it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I meant all these fucking herbs listening. <laughs> I don't want to come after me about my M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> that's, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, cast. You want to talk about the cast? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the cast? I don't want to know your opinions. <clears throat> uh, you know what? It's too early for that. 
Okay. Well, the you cast were... <laughs> certainly exists. <laughs> some it's some it's an interesting cast. It right? is an it's interesting a, cast. It's a deep cast for sure. Yeah, a lot of familiar faces. Um, we got a Walton Goggins. Uh, yeah, Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo always shows up in Rodriguez joints. Yep, uh, and kind um, of always a always a welcome presence in yeah. my own opinion. Uh, a very early appearance uh from Mahershala Ali yeah, yeah yeah I definitely at that point didn't really know who he was I think until uh Moonlight? yeah he'd been doing a lot of TV acting I think up to this point he did a bunch of like Law and Order Crossing Jordan CSI NYPD Blue that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and but uh this is right around when <coughs> his feature film acting career was starting to to take off to some degree. I think Treme isn't Treme kind of the thing that broke him. I never saw that, but probably. Okay. Anyways. Um, yeah. So, uh, yes. Mahershala Ali, Adrian Brody in our lead role is Royce. Uh, Alice Braga plays Isabel. Topher Grace, did you mention? No, Topher Grace. Yeah, I forgot about him. Topher Grace. Lawrence Fishburne shows up late in the game. Kind of That's like fun. a surprise cameo. Yeah, all on yeah. Matt Damon and The Martian. Very spoiler. They ripped that off, didn't they? Yeah. For The Martian. Um, and uh, returning to the podcast. Um, from... No, Interstellar. I'm sorry, not The Martian. What am I fucking saying? Matt Damon oh, yeah. is in he the Martian. He is in both of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it is his inner. Yeah, Jesus I, I just, Christ. I went with it because I knew. Yeah, I made the connection in my head. I was like, yeah, yeah. that's right. Um. 2009's Jason Voorhees, Derek Mears, is one of the Predators. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I like him. Yeah, he's he's cool. He's showed up a couple times. He's in the Twin Peaks remake as well. Mm. I think we talked about that when we covered that movie. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's yeah, it's an exciting, uh, multi-dimensional, diverse cast. Um, and they Some just, real pros in the cast. Yeah, yeah, they got uh, they got some heavy hitters, um, and also the guy who plays Nikolai mm-hmm. uh, Oleg Taktarov was a former UFC champion. He won UFC six. Oh, yeah, he's an MMA guy. Um, he hasn't done a lot of stuff since this, and I will spoil one thing. I like him. I I think he should be in more stuff. Yeah, he was cool. Yeah, he's kind of funny, and he's got a good, uh, you know build yeah he's got a good look to him he's got a big yeah. head yeah he looks like an action mm-hmm. he looks like a villain probably but he'd be like a funny villain all right anyways um that's pretty much it what else do i talk about when i talk about this this stuff? uh I mean, that's pretty much box office i guess maybe sure budget of 40 million it did okay uh 127 worldwide i was thinking to myself that and I say this sort of agnostic of the quality of this movie, although maybe that's impossible to do because I know how good this movie is in my opinion. So, but it it, it does it surprises me that this only made 127 million worldwide. It's like just by virtue of coming out, like regardless of what the right the critical response would be, like the the it's predator three basically and it opened number three at the box office yeah it's a little because it it is just at the end of the day it's an action sci-fi movie which i feel like would have like trailers i don't remember the trailers specifically but 
yeah. would get some butts and seats. I guess people just weren't all that excited about it. Yeah, the uh, critical response was medium to positive, uh, 6.4 on Rotten Tomatoes. Metacritic, uh, uh, perhaps more accurate review aggregation, gave it a, it has a 51 out of 100, which is mixed reviews, mm-hmm. basically. Um, yeah. What did we think about it? Find out in a second, friends. While I was Googling dead meat predators uh, body count, so I have that all ready to go. So that would go smoothly. It's good that you're saying this while we're still recording. Yeah, (laughs) you know, I was trying to do it while you were talking so it would be smooth because the last few episodes, when it comes time to do that, I go, oh, shit. And I have to, like, look it up. And so I was trying to do that. (laughs) He threw to me, and I just, yeah, I just kind of kicked that awkward exchange up a segment. Okay. All right. Let's take a quick are break, we... and then we'll talk about uh, what we thought about okay. this movie. So we are going to leave all this in? Yeah, why not? Okay, great. We'll be right back. <laughs> What's the last thing you remember? All of a sudden, there was a light, and then I was falling. I was supposed to be executed two days ago. And I was in combat. So was I. Black Ops. Yakuza. We need to work as a team. Does this look like a team-orientated group of individuals to you? Royce awakens to find himself free-falling into an unfamiliar jungle. It meets several other uh, other survivors who arrive in the same manner. Los Zetas cartel enforcer Cuchillo, Spetsnaz soldier Nikolai, IDF sniper Isabel, RUF officer Mombasa, San Quentin death row inmate Stans, Yakuza member Hanzo, in general practice physician edwin <laughs> that's a good i like that distinction where'd you go here you are Mate. um i'm right here all of them are armed in lethal killers with the exception of edwin though none know where they are nor why they are there the group follows royce whom isabel suspects is a former black operations soldier turned mercenary In the jungle, they find a strange monument, a plant with a neurotoxic poison that Edwin collects on his scalpel, 
empty cages and deadfall traps set by deceased a deceased green beret. Reaching higher ground, they find themselves staring at an alien sky and realize they are not on Earth. The party survives an attack from a pack of quadruped alien beasts. Royce deduces that they are on a planet used as a game preserve where humans and other species are hunted. Cuchillo is killed, and his body is used to lure, lure the survivors into a trap, which they avoid. The group follows the beast's track to a camp and finds a captive predator. The hunters, three larger super predators known as the Tracker, Berserker, and Falconer, attack the group. Uh, attack the group. Mombasa is killed, but the rest of the group escapes. Isabel recognizes the predator as matching the description of a similar creature that killed a special operations team in 1987 in Guatemala, but was defeated by a single survivor. The group encounters Roland... No, Roland... <laughs> Ronald? Ronald Noland. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> Ronald Noland. see it on the print that you printed. It's not easy. Yeah. A solitary U.S. Air Cavalry soldier who has survived on the planet for 10 seasons by hiding and scavenging from the Predators and their victims. He takes the group to his hideout and explains that the Predators hunt in three, sharpening their skills by abducting warriors and dangerous beasts from other worlds and bringing them to the planet. Noland also reveals that there is a blood feud between the larger and smaller Predators. Predators. I can <laughs> Royce devises a plan to free the smaller predator. God damn it. <laughs> it's so apart. hard for me to say. I hate saying that word. Uh. Being held prisoner, hoping it will take them home using the larger predator's spaceship. <laughs> no one traps the others and attempts to use smoke to suffocate them. Having gone mad, he plans to kill them for their equipment. Royce uses an explosive to attract the Predators to the hideout. Noland is killed by the Tracker, Predator, which then releases the group. <clears throat> Alright, come on. Splash some fucking water on the face, Eric. You're gonna get through this. Get together. In the ensuing chase, Nikolai uses two Claymore mines to kill the Tracker, sacrificing himself. The They're remain strapped to his chest. It's cool. What's that? They're strapped to his chest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is cool. A couple that happens a couple times in this one. Um, well, I guess the one of them they use on uh, yeah, whatever. It's Th- those are grenades. Grenades, yeah. It's not as cool. Um, and he remi- didn't do it himself. <laughs> okay, so I'm just th- saying that's why I think it's cooler. <laughs> it is cooler. I agree. Yeah. The remaining group is intercepted by the berserker. St- uh, stands distracts it by attacking it with a shiv, allowing the others to escape before being killed. Hanzo stays behind to duel the falconer predator predator with a katana he found on nolan's in nolan's hideout killing it before dying from his wounds royce isabel and edwin continue to head for the super predators camp hoping to enact royce's plan until edwin is injured by a trap when isabel refuses to abandon him royce leaves them both behind they are caught by the berserker who traps them in a pit and continues to the camp Royce frees the captive Predator in exchange for transport to Earth. The Predator dons his armor and hacks into the computer of his Super Predator ship using his wrist computer, setting a course for Earth. Royce runs to the ship as the Berserker arrives, and the two Predators fight each other. 
the berserkers overpower and decapitate the smaller predator before using his wrist computer to self-destruct the ship. <laughs> Are you laughing at the way I'm overpronouncing it? Yeah, yeah, it's very <laughs> funny. Ostensibly killing Royce. Edwin paralyzes Isabel using the neurotoxic poison and reveals that on Earth he's a serial killer and intends to stay on the planet as it's his only place he feels normal. Royce appears and stabs Edwin with his own scalpel, paralyzing him. Royce booby traps Edwin with grenades, granados, using him as bait to injure the remaining predator, while Isabel crawls for her sniper rifle. Uh, her sniper rifle. He fights the predator with an axe. That's his berserker, actually. You didn't even have to say it that time. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm falling apart here. I'm really tired. Isabel shoots the predator and Royce decapitates it. As Royce and Isabel rest, they observe parachutes opening in the distant sky, surmising that more predators will arrive to hunt the new prey. Royce and Isabel head into the jungle to find a way off this fucking planet. <laughs> there you go. And yeah, I just a just a note for this was more research stuff, but now that we've talked about the plot, so the predators tracker berserker and falconer so the tracker predator is in charge of the predator dogs okay the falconer has its weird dumb little drone thing yes which is not actually a bird and then the berserker i guess is just a badass yeah he's just a big old badass and i think his face looks kind of stupid um i want to say in my notes I wrote at the beginning of the movie when Topher, Topher Grace is introduced. Mm. I wrote, prediction, Topher Grace is a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, you never seen this before? No, I've never seen this before. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's my first time. Oh, interesting. Well, uh, that really makes me want to know what you thought about it. So, as a first-time viewer to Predators 2010, I have to say... This is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> That's bold. Yeah. No, just kidding. Um, I said that because to soften the blow of the, any blowback I might get, I enjoyed this movie. I actually had a lot of fun watching it. It really, I really did. Um, I was skeptical going in. I couldn't remember mm -hmm. if this one or the next one was supposed to be the really bad one. Mm -hmm. So I was, yeah. I was like, okay, this might be the really bad one. And um, I really like the setup. I like the premise of the movie. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a cool heightening. Yeah. Um, obviously, I have issues, some issues with it, but mm -hmm. all in all, I, I actually really enjoyed it. Well, I'm glad that you liked it. That's yeah. nice. What about yourself? Um, yeah, I think it's um, it's pretty good. It's not. It's definitely not bad. It's not a. It's no. It's, it definitely falls on. You know, if there's just a 50-50 a split between the good and the bad side of the meter, it's on the good side of the meter. Mm -hmm. um, I think that it it's like, how would I put it? Watching it this time, my, my thought on it was, I wish it was a little bit more tonally like the first one. Because I know that's uh -huh. something they wanted to do. Yeah. And it's like, it, I, th I wish it had been a little more suspenseful. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. And and I think um, I think that a couple people don't quite work. Um, but overall, I totally agree that I think it's a good concept. And if this was what 
Rod- Rodriguez's old pitch was 16 years earlier, it makes sense that they would have like hung on to it and been like, right. Yeah. It's a good idea. It's a good idea for height. Like you said, for heightening, for doing something different with the same creatures. Yeah. It, it's like the same sort of basic idea of like predators hunting badasses in the, in the jungle, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's taking it and it's a kind of turning it on its ear a little bit in a yeah. way that I find really satisfying. And it's fun to like, figure out what's happening although you kind of mm-hmm. like i don't know you put the pieces together if you're a, a smart viewer pretty early yeah. but it's it's like a satisfying reveal when you see like the alien skyline like oh shit right um so you mentioned some people who didn't work very well uh-huh um and in my opinion adrian brody is a pretty good actor but boy he's not really an action star is he no, and and so this is something that I don't know how much you were privy to this conversation when the movie came out, but people there there was definitely at least anecdotally like people that I knew, there was some conversation about it. it's just like Adrian Brody's like he's so skinny and blah 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 and yeah. he looks like this and and watching it again I was like none of that is the problem for me I think no his, no his physique is fine he it's just like. He what he decided to do with this role, I don't think works. He's not very charming. He's not very no. charismatic yeah. in it, and he's a yeah. charismatic actor. Like he, he's been good in mm-hmm. other things and like charismatic, and you like seeing him. Um, yeah, he, he. And I think it's like it maybe even could have worked if he went more stoic. Sure. But instead, he does this like it almost feels like kind of like a knockoff Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. It's like talking in this gruff way. Yeah, yeah. Um, where it's like, what if he just talked less but talked normal? Yeah. What know? if he went like the Ryan Gosling and Drive approach or something? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Because again, yeah, he is a good actor, and I think a lot of what fails here. Well, I think there's two things. I think some of it is is the writing for him. Mm-hmm. And I think that feeds into what you're talking about, but I agree. He's, like, not charismatic enough to be the lead in this big ensemble, you know? And it's funny, I was thinking to myself, I was like, hindsight being 2020, if you had just swapped Adrian Brody and Mahershala Ali... Yeah. Like, I would have much rather had had, had Mahershala as the lead in this. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I one of my notes was um you it's like one of, i'm not actually gonna make this one of the things that didn't age well because it's but it's like yeah if you were making this movie in 2022 i'm pretty sure you don't kill uh Mahershala Ali 15 minutes into the movie yeah yeah oh, and danny <laughs> trejo too dies really early in the movie yeah um, but, i mean you know that one at least yeah i don't know danny trejo is more of like it's a not a gimmick is the wrong word for it but like you see him you're like oh great awesome and then right yeah he plays um, a lot of smaller parts. He's like a cameo actor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like half the time you're just like the the point of the cameo is that it's him. You know? Right. <laughs> um, but with Mahershala Ali, yeah, of course, that at the time could never have happened because he wasn't who he is now as yeah. far in, in, in the mm-hmm. terms of Hollywood. But yeah, he definitely would be like a main character. In yeah. the, in- and to me, it's like even in his brief interactions with... Uh, with Walton Goggins, it's like he he stands out. I think he he pops more than than Adrian Brody does. 
Um, I'm really surprised. I'm really surprised, pleasantly surprised, that they didn't go racist with uh, Walton Goggins' character. Because when they went first, a different direction, they went a different direction, which which uh-huh. is also equally bad. But um, they, when you first meet those two characters, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's a some guy from prison beating up a black guy. You're like, oh, I mm. think he's probably gonna be like a white supremacist or something. Right. And no, he's not. Which is cool. <laughs> it's like you breathe a sigh of relief. Yeah, exactly. Know. And My then he says are other safe things for one more day. <laughs> then he says some other yeah. things. He gets himself into a whole other kind of trouble. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and also I think um, I don't have a big problem to to identify. I just think as the other sort of pillar of this movie, Alice Braga as Isabel, she doesn't do a whole lot. For yeah. Me. I think I agree with you there. She, she doesn't, I mean, she's like, looks good. She's badass, but mm-hmm. she's not like, I don't know. It's also the way her character is written. You don't know. Yeah. Th- I think, I think that's, that's part of it. it. It's funny because they make her the more sympathetic one mm-hmm. because she's a woman, you know, like it's yeah, kind it's of sort the of only reason. Yeah. The rest of them are all like fucking badasses. It'd be more interesting too if they and it would play more to Adrian Brody's strengths if they inverted it. Yeah, like absolutely. That, yeah, where they were just like he is kind of like, like his character would have been much more interesting. I'm thinking back to Alien Three mm-hmm. and thinking about um, what's his face, um, dancer. The, yeah, dance. Charles Dance. Charles Dance. Who's dance? Who is who is also like I'm going to argue probably an even better actor than Adrian Brody. Oh, sure, yeah. But but like that role is super super interesting to me because he's basically like he goes through 3 quarters of his time in the movie and you're like this guy's so nice. It's like why is he here? Mm-hmm. And then you find out it's like well, I you know, I killed somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And that's like that to me would be a more interesting and a, and I think a better fit for Adrian Brody if he came in and it's like why are you here you're like nice and like really yeah like charming and it's like well I also did like torch a village full of kids or something right right yeah and, yeah yeah and I have a and it's haunting me no that um, that is a much more interesting choice than what they ultimately went with yeah and she and then and then you can have that female role be somebody who where they're still have the same sort of they're butting heads in that way but they can switch roles also it's like it's a very small thing um and yeah again I'm like blowing all my things that didn't age well but um, <laughs> Another thing that didn't age well. It feels, I mean, I, you know, people in the know would have felt maybe the same way in 2010, but certainly in 2022 when somebody's just like, oh, yeah, I'm in the IDF. It's like, oh, cool. That's, um, yeah, what do you do? Mostly blow up Palestinian homes and right, stuff? Right, is that, right, right. Is that like your main deal? Um, <laughs> yeah. So if that's something that feels a little different 12 years later where it's like, ooh, an IDF badass. Uh. Um, um, this but, isn't... Uh, she's Brazilian, but was my was what I was rounding about to is that she is not... She's neither Israeli nor Jewish. So Got it. But then she talks about being Guatemalan, too. In the, in the Does she? Yeah, because she's like... She's like, oh, yeah, this is the same thing from Guatemala. Maybe she doesn't talk about being Guatemalan, but she, I don't know. I got confused. Mm. Um, the Yakuza guy also being, like, able, he's like, oh, he can use a katana. <laughs> like, and they shoot yeah. his, like, final scene mm-hmm. in, like, that 
samurai movie way, Very which is like much kind of fun. It, blowing, but, yeah. Uh huh. It's sort of it's like fun. It's like a, nod, a nice genre nod, but also mm-hmm. like not like this podcast isn't just like who can outwoke each other, but it's <laughs> there. There's like yeah. you know I don't know when you have a multi. You basically like united colors of Benetton <laughs> and cast, sure. and just to like really lean into some stereotypes isn't yeah. always the best. They're look. definitely stereotypical characters, which I will say for me, for the most part, works because it kind of is like entertaining on a on a meta level. Sure, where it's just like it's it's less so that the predators have pulled into their game preserve. Uh, dangerous people so much as like archetypes from movies and television you know you have this like african death squad guy yeah and you have a, a mexican drug cartel yeah dude with two uzis and uh yeah and and again the yakuza so so I'm with you that it's like it's a little on the nose, but I kind of like I kind of am into it to a certain degree. I, I, I feel that because, you know, yeah. like the flip side of that is we'd be complaining if they're all white. <laughs> right. So, <you> know? <laughs> yeah. No. And I mean, it's also it's like, what kind of movie is this? Like a really good movie couldn't get away with this. Right. But, but if you're just trying to make a dumb action movie. Exactly. Like, okay, it's fine. a dumb it's a dumb action movie. So it's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, so I think those those uh, those were my two, two my only two sort of reservations with the cast. But it's a bummer because those are your two leads, mm-hmm. you know. And it really just feels like down the rest of the way. I mean, Topher Grace is a guy who is like, I don't really like him, but he's I think he's effective. It's like he's he's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's like it makes sense and it's good that he makes the serial killer turn because if he had just. If he had just been playing, like, I'm just a good guy. I'm just a guy. I don't know why I'm here. Then I'd be like, fuck off, Topher Grace. <laughs> and I think he does both sides of that role well. Like, the dorky yeah. guy who's just kind of caught in the middle of it. And then when he mm-hmm. turns to the serial killer, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, this guy's a creep. Yeah. Um. Also, one more note on Adrian Brody. Like, he got jacked for this movie. He got, he got cut for this movie. And definitely, mm-hmm. like, jacked. But for it's like he's jacked for Adrian Brody. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, on the scale of dudes who are jacked, he's, like, he's cut up, for sure. Yeah. But, like, he's not a big, imposing figure. Like, a Mahershala yeah. Ali, I feel like, would be. Like, right. But it's funny, because I think it actually, and again, this is based on my, like, sort of limited anecdotal experience, but I think it makes him look more like a real soldier. It's probably more re- realistic yeah. than those fucking beefcake yeah. bodybuilders of the first yeah. movie yeah. those guys like i mean yeah they're not super mobile no they're it, not they're yeah. heavy they, they yeah their their cardio is not going to be great yeah right. yeah you want to be more of a wire adrian brody with his physique in this movie i'm like i feel like that guy could hike across 30 miles of jungle and like climb a mountain definitely and like all this shit that you is more likely like a special forces guy would actually have to have a physique more but like, like that. jesse ventura be winded after like <laughs> <Yeah>. 100 yards <laughs> it's like do you need me to lift up a car yeah. or something <laughs> i'm gonna need to go break and eat a whole chicken <laughs> he's like diabetic but for protein <laughs> um so let me, I'm just looking through my notes. A lot of them, like, were kind of, uh, I, I thought the trap scene 
mm-hmm. where they stumble upon the dead guys like deadfall traps and everybody's running from different dead different fall di- traps and stuff yeah although like preposterous was very stressful yeah and i i mean and i mentioned like the multitude because i think i like that part of it yeah me too like like there's like four different people dodging four different things. Yeah, there's like spikes like falling from the canopy. There's mm-hmm. like a big lo- like a log that swings down. Yeah, you got the punji stick pit. Yeah, all yep. that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I think um, I think I will also say that the I think the first half better than the second half. Absolutely. Probably. Yeah, and once you kind of get to. Lawrence Fishburne's character. Mm-hmm. That's where it loses a little bit of steam for me. Yeah. And then sort of that final push to the end gets a drags a little bit. Yeah. And get some more fireworks. Yeah, I agree. I think um it's not a particularly long movie, but I think it can certainly you could easily chop ten minutes out of it. And I think five of those ten minutes would come in the last act of the movie. Yeah. Um, you know what I thought yeah. would be a really funny joke uh, for in Predator Vision? Uh-huh. If it's not explained, but all of the dudes had huge hogs. <laughs> Just like you can see like their heat signature of their giant hogs that like go down past their knees. <laughs> oh, boy. You're something else. That'd be a really funny yeah. joke. Um, I was, I was going to say... Um, I don't know how much the intra, like the the inter predator dynamics are adding yeah. to this specifically. Like it seems like they wanted to do a lot more with like the small predators and the big predators, and they just didn't get around to it. And to be honest, I forgot about it until I was rereading that wiki, <laughs> until I was reading that Wikipedia yeah. page. I'm like, oh yeah, that was something. I watched this movie today too, at like eight in the morning. Oh wow! So I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I watched it like three days ago, and I'm I'm like, uh, yeah, I just don't. They just don't capitalize on it all that much no and and so it makes it again one of those things where it's like well if this isn't really adding that much then what if we just stripped it out and made this thing a little bit leaner and um, it's just like a another predator who did wrong or something like yeah they're, exactly they're you could still have yeah he you know what if it was just like i don't know they like if if that even that line could just be altered to like it's like well they're they're society they're you know a planet like any other or or whatever it's like they have warring factions yeah and, yeah and that kind of thing and it's just like yeah these are just predators who don't like each other right it's like yeah okay, i mean it's fine. a super alpha yeah like mentality where it's like totally. yeah the, you know they just have disputes with one another like just yeah. f- fucking like warring cartels but with predators mm-hmm. Just a straight up predator movie that takes place in Mexico, like at a drug cartel. That'd be fucking cool. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of places you could drop. A lot of hot zones you could drop. Yeah, predator hot war torn zones. Yeah. Um, um, what are some What are some sequences that you that you enjoyed besides? We talked about the the traps. That um, initial. The, not. I'm not talking about the skydiving, which looked crazy, mm. <laughs> like a crazy CG. Yeah, it's fucking Robert Rodriguez's cheap ass digital effects. Yeah, yeah, but um, that whole the whole setup of the movie, I thought was really cool up until uh, the trap scene, and then like, oh, I wrote down if your movie doesn't have a bunch of people falling down a hill while escaping something, <laughs> and then over into a waterfall, I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great thing to bring back. 
Yeah, I think. it is. Mm-hmm. One of the best things to bring back from the old ones. Um, a cool, funny little um, trivia bit that I uh, that I stumbled upon is the um, the thing that they kill that is going after Topher Grace's character. Oh, that thing is fucking cool. You know what that is? No. They they basically reskinned the abandoned Jean Claude Van Damme Predator. That's the oh really? Oh, that's yes. cool. I love the bugs yeah. crawling out of it too. That that's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you. I I will say something that I was hoping they might do that felt like a little bit of maybe there was a budgetary restriction that prevented this. Was this like well why don't they just team up with one alien uh-huh. like? Because there's clearly other species of things being hunted here. Yeah. Right? There's just one random alien who's from another... Fun- yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Right. Who, like, literally just doesn't speak, you know, human language, but yeah. it's just, like, you know, throws its lot in with this group of, of psychos. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I, I was already... Ta- sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, what were some of the sequences that you liked? Um, I think uh, as much as, like, the... Um, I do think that the Lawrence Fishburne stuff feels like a little bit of a, a lull and a diversion. Uh, but the escape from there, I enjoyed uh-huh. uh, quite a bit. Like we were talking about it earlier, but sort of uh, Nikolai getting to make his, his sort of uh, kamikaze his stand. final stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, I, I enjoyed quite a bit. And I like that, you know, I do like including as much as you don't want to nerf the predators. I like that they keep killing them right yeah like yeah you know it makes things a little more interesting than it's just like because because one of the things about like the the format of like predator and predator 2 is that this group of people dwindles until it's just down to mono a mono mono and then uh but somehow, miraculously, the human prevails. Yeah. When really, like, logically, the humans would have a much better chance against the predators when their numbers are bigger and more sure, lopsided. Sure, And I like that this movie, to a certain degree, does capitalize on that. Where, although, they kind of fuck it up because most of them die. And I think all the predators die in one-on-one confrontations with... With just the, one person. Yeah. yeah. But at least it's like, well, they keep, they, they are, you know, they're, they have their own body count, I guess is, is, is sort of what I'm saying. I think that's cool. Um, I also think that, that as brief as it is, and, and it's, it's not anticlimactic, but it's like, it, it doesn't, it, you think it's going to end in a firefight and it doesn't, but the Danny Trejo stuff, his, his end, the Cuchillo, um, you know, using him as bait, his, basically. Right, like the pre- the predator is using his voice to like, like help yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that, and I do like. I do think that the whole uh, Topher Grace reveal works well, like that sequence with them in the pit together. It's and... stressful because at that point you're not sure. I was hoping that Adrian Brody blew up in the ship. Mm-hmm. That was like, I, that was one thing I yeah. wrote down and erased. Was like, oh, it's cool <laughs> that they killed them. Yeah, because uh, it's like he's a piece of shit in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> he is like they, yeah, like at the end. I mean, at the he redeems himself, but like it's kind of a more interesting choice for him. They don't succeed in making you like him. As yeah, they. yeah, yeah. And so it becomes more interesting for him to just be a piece of shit and be like, "Well, fuck it, I'm leaving." Yeah, um, <laughs> which which is kind of funny. Um, 
I think I uh, in these kind of movies, I really think it's funny. Although it doesn't really, thankfully, doesn't live in this zone too much. Where mm-hmm. because they're a bunch of badasses, are all rude to each other. Yeah, <laughs> like when Topher Grace is hanging from his parachute, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Shut the fuck up!" It's like, dude, the guy's <laughs> like, got, just like you got parachuted onto yeah. this weird planet. Like, <laughs> they do they do a pretty good job of dodging that. Yeah, like, yeah, do. I think that is a, a real potential pitfall. Um. Yeah, and I, I think how do you feel about the ending? Because it is very. I remember, like the thing that I remembered the most from watching this movie, because uh, I probably haven't seen this for ten years, was I was like, oh yeah, I remember the ending was kind of bleak. Yeah, it like, is as bleak. opposed it is to most ending. of the almost of of all of the ones that we've watched so far, it's the bleakest ending. For sure. Yeah, I like the ending. I thought it was yeah. cool. It's a cool setup for a next movie, and I don't know that the next one goes, takes no, place. No, it doesn't. Which yeah. is disappointing, because, like, yeah, you kind of yeah. want to see where these two characters, what happens to them. Yeah. Um, But it is, like, it's fitting. They're just, At the end of the day, they're just, like, fucking killers. So it's, like, giving them some heroic mm-hmm. goodbye or, you know, ending... It feels yeah. more appropriate to just be like, well, you're kind of fucked here. <laughs> <laughs> you're just going to yeah. be like Lawrence Fishburne. Right. Yeah. Um, what else are you going to do? All right, cool. Did Fishburne die? He doesn't die. In it. Yeah. Does he? Think... Oh, he blows up. Yeah. He, he shoots the grenade launcher. Yeah. Him. Okay. Yeah, I think so. He definitely, yeah, he dies. Oh, no, he just gets... Yeah, yeah, because he, he has the showdown. He's like, you finally found me. It took you long enough. And then he gets his fucking head blown up. Uh, a couple of quick hits. Mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for big old sword-sized knives. <laughs> I like that. I like his like Adrian Brody's big like Rambo knife. Yeah, it's a good knife. It's, it's a real Rambo fucker. The final Predator's death is real CGI. Yeah. It's just all CGI, it seems like. Yeah, although I did like the, like, it is very CGI, but they do, at least they do some cool stuff with the blood drips. Yeah. Because um, that blood is always so satisfying to look at. Uh, do you have anything else you want me to get into this uh, wrap-up? Um, the oh, oh, yeah, I had one more note, which is a very minor criticism. I had written this down because I, I was thinking about there's there's a scene early on where they're walking through the jungle and they're having this conversation that's like, I've never seen a jungle that looks like this before, uh-huh. which is a cool idea of someone who's been in a lot of jungles because you or I might look around a jungle and be like, eh, some jungle. Right. Uh, I don't know where we are. You know, Amazon, maybe. Who knows? Um but that I think it's it's I think it's Isabel that's like yeah. been, like this doesn't look like any jungle I've ever seen. But then it's like it actually looks like a pretty straightforward jungle. Yeah, like some um, more alien fauna would have been cool. Yeah, so that kind of thing. And I think in general it got me thinking about something. And I, I'm I'm you know and I it's been sort of top of mind because people have been so psyched about this new Avatar trailer. Uh huh. But it's like when Avatar came out. I think it was it was as Cameron usually is. It was ahead of its time in, with regard to like where digital and CGI stuff was gonna go, but something that I think that he got right, uh, it and and he often does. I mean, he's he's one of the most successful directors of all time for for good reason. But it's like if you are going to go 
whole hog with CGI effects, then there I don't I don't know there's a much better way to use them than to create these crazy new worlds. Yeah. Right? To create things that don't exist, that people have never seen before. Like use artists, use conceptual ideas. Right. Take advantage of the fact that you can make anything real. So much energy and money with CGI effects gets spent on essentially, you know, simulacro. Right. Like, right. like we're going to try to make this look as much like this thing that you could this also just real shoot thing. in real life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, to me, I was like, yeah, if you're going to have CGI, which this movie has a fair amount of, it's like, well, maybe make that jungle look a little bit weirder, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, a good, that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, oh, did you have anything you wanted to say about the ending? That, uh... No, just that I, I, I'm with you. I think it's, it's an interesting way to close things. I just like, because it's not like a... You know, it's not the most predictable note ever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they are the two of them are victorious. They survive, but then they're sur- I I like that their survival is not a joyous thing where everything is wrapped up with a bow. It's like, okay, so we survived for one day. Yeah, and now what's going to happen next? I don't know. You know. All right. So body count. We got the guy who fell who falls to his death when his parachute doesn't open. His arm gets real fucked up. Yeah. The Green Beret they find dead in the jungle with a hole in his chest. Cuchillo, who gets killed by the the hounds. Uh, Three skinned corpses. Mombasa gets impaled through the back with with spears. Uh, Nolan gets blown apart by the Predator's shoulder cannon. Nikolai... Oh, that's how he died. Uh, Oh, that's right. The Predator blows him up. He shows up and just fucking explodes. Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikolai gets blown up in a fiery explosion with the claymores. The tracker super predator gets blown up in a fiery explosion, also killed by the claymores. Stans gets his spine and skull ripped out by the berserker. Hanzo gets cut to death with his blade with the blade gauntlet, and also kills the falconer super predator with his katana. The jungle hunter predator gets decapitated by the berserker. Edwin gets stabbed in the chin with a scalpel and then blown up with uh, grenades. And then the berserker super predator gets beaten, shot, and hacked at and decapitated with an axe by Royce. Mm. Favorite death in the movie? Why don't you go ahead, Mike? Um, There was not... At least as far as, like, ingenuity, violence, shock, entertainment, there was not one that really stuck out for me. Sure. Uh, so I I think probably the most effective, and it's really not how he dies, but I'm going to just cheat on this. I do think that Royce getting the upper hand on Edwin and stabbing him through the bottom of the jaw, the jaw with the yeah. scalpel is probably the, that was probably the coolest moment of violence basically. Uh-huh. And now I mean ultimately that leads to his death as grenade bait, which is also fairly satisfying. Yeah. So I'll sort of take his whole demise as my like 
blanket favorite. Yeah, I agree with you that there aren't many that really stand out. I liked Stan's getting his, sky, his spine and skull ripped out, mm-hmm. which I, I think it's probably the third spine and skull rip out I've liked. <laughs> I guess I just really they're, like that movie. They're satisfying. Yeah. You're a Mortal Kombat guy. Exactly. Uh, moments that didn't age well, you texted me while you were watching <laughs> this. Like, There's a pretty clear cut one. What did I say? I said... Um, has there ever been a more clear cut? I don't think a movie has ever had a more cut and dry things that didn't age well portion. I would even argue it was never aged. It was never, it should never uh, yeah. been accepted. Well, it, and here's the thing. Uh, it's, it's too, it's too glib. It's too, it's supposed to be like a funny line. Yes. And that's the problem with it. It's like, so the elephant in the room, the entire we have not talked about Walton Goggins' character at all, uh-huh. because it's really impossible to talk about his character without talking about this stuff. Because he has one really, truly insane moment yes. of offensiveness, but then he kind of continues after that to pepper in things until he dies. Did you see the screenshot I sent you? I did see that. That was um, so. Yeah, he uses a, a gay slur. At yeah, one he point. calls this predator a, a space f. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, the big scene that we're referring to is uh, he's sort of waxing. I don't know if nostalgic. It's not nostalgic. He's he's looking forward to when I get off this planet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go gonna home. Go. I'm gonna marry my, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, or it's like, I'm, once we get back off this desert island, I'm gonna yeah. eat mashed potatoes. Yeah. Like, no, he just says he's going to work a farm, rape yeah. some fine bitches. Yeah, multiple times. Multiple and times. They, they really make a, and that's, and again, like the thing is, it's like in the script and in the direction, and in the delivery of the lines, this is supposed to be like a laugh line. Yeah. And he tries to get, he, he like, he's talking to Topher Grace's character mm. about it. And Topher Grace yeah. has to be like, yeah, rape some fine bitches. And then yeah. he like goes over to an, a man, by the way, mm. which he should have been. Um, it should have been whatever. Isabella. Yeah. Isabella. He, he's like, you should stay away from him. It should have been her. Yeah. <laughs> like, but he says it to like, Although the delivery, well, no, it's it's the other way around. It's the, he goes to Nikolai, mm. and he goes over and says something to the effect of, you know, uh, oh, that guy or like something. Yeah, something. And, and Nikolai has a very funny line read in that moment where he's just like, "You stay away from that man." Oh, that's what it is. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Where, but it's just very like mat. It's very matter of fact. Like, yeah, no, he's a psycho. Don't talk to him. But. Again, played for laughs, and it just doesn't work at all. Yeah, so I think we're in agreement there. Mm-hmm. Um, how scary is this movie on the John Carpenter fear meter? Mm, uh, it's not, not a very scary movie not at all. very scary, no. It's more of an it's, action movie. Mm-hmm. And that goes to my one of my criticisms earlier. I wish it had been a little more suspenseful. Yeah. Um, I think this is probably like a five. I don't know. What do you think? No, I was thinking four or five. 4.5, but 4.5 I can go up to 5. Yeah. No, 4.5 sounds good. Okay. I'm just thinking, what did we give? The last one was a 4, I think. Right? Yeah. Was Let's it? Give, yeah. But I mean, I the last remember. one, quality notwithstanding, I don't think this is any scarier than AVP Requiem. No. So, that so, yeah. that one's a little bleaker, maybe. A little meaner. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I mean, is 4 what was in your heart? Four four 4.5. Okay. Then yeah. let's just agree on that. Um, okay. okay. Finally, 
Are we going to wed, bed, or behead this one? A lot of people get beheaded in this. A lot of people get beheaded. A lot of predators get beheaded. Predator. Yeah. Predator. Pred- predator. Predator. Um, there's funny super. You ever listen to Super Ego? No. It's an improvised podcast, but they produce. They like edit down and produce like with sound effects. Paul F. Tompkins ended up joining, but they have one character who keeps talking about the Predator. <laughs> Which is the that sounds yeah. That sounds funny. It's a good. It's a good time. Anyway, um, for me, yeah, like I said, I I actually surprised myself that I I enjoyed this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a solid action movie. Um, that like there aren't a lot of super solid action movies that like are made these days. Um, is it a masterpiece? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Do I have any desire to like immediately go back and rewatch this one like I did with Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers <laughs> to see what I missed because children were talking the whole time? <laughs> no. No. No, not really. But yeah. I'm not mad at this movie at all. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit torn, actually, to be honest with you. If I okay. want to go wed or bed, I'm sort of mm. stuck there in the middle. I want, I guess... Do you want to wait until I... Yeah, why don't you plead your case and maybe that'll sway okay. me one, one way or the other. Um, so I think... Um, yeah, I mean, I've said most of my piece. I don't I don't have any overwhelming notes to make about the movie other than, like, I think it's a success. I think it's a success. Um, I, I think that, you know, if you look back at the movies we've done, like Predator was a no-brainer, Wed... And mm-hmm. then I think Predator Two was like a a more more of a decision to be made, but that was a wed for me as well. Ultimately, I think nostalgia factored yes. heavily into that one. And I yeah, and that's kind of where I was going. Whereas it's like yeah, the era, um, the style of filmmaking from that era. So not just nostalgia, but also just like things that were just sort of matter of like you know par for the course for making a movie in the early 90s yeah you know it's like this is how you would do things and that's just a style of action filmmaking that i like more yeah um because of how i grew up obviously but also i think that there are some qualities there and i think the thing that predator 2 has is it has a really strong lead Mm -hmm. um like and and I think that that is the determination for me is why I'm I land on the on the bed side of this uh-huh. because I think this is a movie that has enough quality pieces that if it had had like a really compelling memorable well cast well acted lead performance even one of those two yeah it might push it over the edge both of them for sure if it was just like better written better cast top two actors i think it's it's over the edge but for me it just falls a little bit short so it's a bed one thing i thought about while i was watching this was like what Mm. would my 12 year old self think of this yeah and i think my 12 year old self would be like this is a fucking movie this is great (laughs) but i'm not 12 anymore you gotta Mm. grow up you gotta put put behind childish things or unless you really want to do a podcast about it then you can watch (laughs) as many as you want um yeah i think it's a real frog's hair that i'm just going to push the needle slightly into the bed round like it's it's a high bed it's a high bed yeah for me uh sure princess in the pea <laughs> all right there you have it
Um, once again, we are on. T- we're in total lockstep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, and then we will come back, and we'll do a really fun final segment. You're just gonna love it. Man, Jamaica, man, you know, you know, rush stuff for you know. You got the old family in the house, you know. You know, me got me got Sean Peter, you know, you got Sean Paul, you got Sean Mary. Okay, we're back. We're going to do a segment we've done a few times. Hopefully we'll go better than last time where we somehow read a card we'd already done. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I'm talking about horror movie trivial pursuit. Play along at home. Play along at home. Um, I pulled a card. I sent a picture of another card to Mike so uh, we can challenge Mm -hmm. each other. I'll go first. I think this first one, I didn't bring the, uh, the legend with me, but I believe this is occult. What was sacrificed on camera in the film La Fine Absolute du Monde in the episode Cigarette Burns of Masters of Horror? All right, let me oh, let me wow. say that one more time. What was sacrificed on camera in the film La Yeah, the sorry, end of the, the film. Yeah, the end of the world. The end of the world in the episode Cigarette Burns on Masters of Horror. Well, I'm ashamed to say I've never seen this cuz this isn't this Carpenter I don't know if cigarette burns is, but it's carpenter. It's all of them. It's well, yeah, Landis. no, but I think yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was Masters this one specifically? Well, Masters of Horror is really Mick Garris's show, and right, right. Those are all his buddies. But I think cigarette burns is Carpenter, and I've never seen it. Um, Let me look it up. What is sacrificed in the movie? It is Carpenter. Yeah. yeah. Um. something french uh, so is that a film within a film i, I think this? so it must yeah because cigarette burns yeah. is all about um like in the yeah, on a film oh reel. in the, the corner yeah. of the film yeah mm-hmm. um it can't just be a child <laughs> that's like <laughs> um that would fit in with the predators theme though um, mm-hmm. I will go with a goat. Unfortunately, it is an angel. Okay. Well, I was never going to guess an that. angel. Okay. No. All right. I'm over one. Uh, all right. Your first question. This one's a little bit easier. What was the name of the American remake of a 2002 Japanese film? Juon. J U dash O N. The grudge that is correct. Hell yeah. One for old E-Rock. All right. Okay. What character in Vampire 1932 is assisting the titular character? Uh, Renfield? Oh, man. This is tough for you. I'm sorry. The Village Doctor. Okay, well. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm liking the way Uh, this one's going. uh (laughs) No asterisks here. Uh, what is the name of the novel? This is a fun one because this is a hard question, but it, the answer has been discussed on this very podcast. <laughs> so oh, boy. Questions. What is the name of the novel upon which Village of the Damned is based? Oh, the um, the Cuckoos of... It's like the something Cuckoos. Fuck. The Middle Witch Cuckoos, the 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 Thomas Middleditch Cuckoos, the the 
I'm going to give you some time, but I'd like you to settle on a final answer and then tell me when you have it. I, I want to say it's like the Middle Witch Cuckoos. Um, if my card wasn't so fucked, I'd probably give this to you. But uh, the correct answer is the Midwitch Cuckoos. The Midwitch. You were as oh, close man. as one could be. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't feel terrible. No, you about shouldn't that. feel bad about that. Do you want a new card? I can give you a new card. In that, I don't want. It. It, are you sure? Well, if that's because I, I wonder too if it makes the it makes the uh, yeah okay yeah. Am I I could get. What you really see four questions? You're like, I'm gonna go zero for six on this card. No, okay. no, we'll, we'll see. see what happens. Uh, who directed the first three installments of the Purge series? Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know. James DeMonaco. James old JD. All right. Um, in the opening of Suicide Club, uh, more Japanese, two thousand one. Yeah. How many school Shun Sono? Ah, how many school children are in the group of victims at the train station? Oh Jesus, I don't know specifically, but it's a whole class fill. Um, I guess I'll let me just say thirty. Correct answer is fifty four. Oh wow, they were disco fans. <laughs> this is a bullshit card I pulled for you. I apologize. <laughs> Rona Jaffe wrote which dungeon Dungeons and Dragons inspired book that led to a Tom Hanks TV film where he played a hallucinating game player. Oh, I know the cover of that movie. Is it the name of the book as well? <sighs> Maybe. It's not the name of the uh Oh, I actually don't know. Because the movie is like the something. And it's like, it's like Dungeon Master, but it's not Dungeon Master. No, it's not okay. that. I, I will say, I'll give you this bit of clemency. Okay. Um, it, it is alliterative, like Dungeons, a Dungeons and Dragons. And Dragons. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's monsters and something. It's like monsters and magic or magic and monsters. I don't know. I don't know. Monsters and magic. That's my guess. Oh, so close. I'll give you a half point. <laughs> Mazes and monsters. Mazes and monsters. Okay. Well. Not. And also, I think the, the system, the game that predated Dungeons and... What the fuck is wrong with my mouth? <laughs> I'm really tired. Dungeons and Dragons is Tunnels and Trolls. Oh, wow. Was, okay. First called so it. I will say that at least that question, although I got it wrong, is a piece of information that has passed in front of my eyes before. Sure. And yes, like, yes, if yes, I yes. was as sharp as could be, I could have gotten that right. What was the name of the Cuckoo's book again? The Midwitch Cuckoo's. Midwitch, Midwitch. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I believe the score right now is one to nothing, right? I have one to half a point. One, I don't want your half point. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, what actor played the eccentric millionaire? Oh, I'm going to have to zoom in. This is hard to read. Oh, sorry. I, sh no, I shot it without. Yeah. Uh, what actor played the eccentric millionaire Frederick Loren in the house on haunted hill? 1959. Vincent Price. That is correct. 
Okay. You just get what? Yes, if if it was just like who played the eccentric horror <laughs> yeah. character in 1959? I don't know. Been surprised. What sucks, haunt? <laughs> Sorry. What sucks hunts organs out through his anus in the final destination? Wait, I I don't actually remember this part. And I've seen this it's, movie. That's like the that's like the Fast and Furious. Like that's the the one that came much later. That's just called. It's the two thousand nine final one. destination. Oh, maybe I didn't see this one. Actually, now they say it. It's two thousand nine. So sucks his guts out of his ass. That's what happens. Yep. Um. Well. It's either a, I feel like it's like a vac it's like a pool pump or a vacuum cleaner, right? Um, let's say. Oh boy, how specific? Can I ask you this? How specific is it? Is it broad or very specific? It's very specific. Okay. Um, I, I have seen this one. This is the three D one. Okay. Um, what else has that kind of suction? You know, um, can I, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> Do you want to, can I say something? Can I say, can I be nice to you? Uh, no. Cause I'm already winning. I know you're winning, but okay, fine. Go ahead. Okay. You've already said it. Okay. I'm going to say uh, it's a pool pump. A pool drain. Pool drain. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, if it makes you feel better, I think that's what I was probably going to land on. Um, I fi- I figured yeah. as much because that's happened before. I think well, it's happened that's in, in that life. Chuck Palahniuk book. Um, oh, I, mean, I think one it's, of the stories. It's also based. Maybe it's, that maybe it's that's based what on it is. a friend of yours. <laughs> you were there. You <laughs> yeah. just ran away. I was there. There, there. They live in Canada. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, two to one. Um, what Superman Returns co-writer directed 2007's Trick or Treat? Oh shit! I don't know their name. Mm. Joe something? No, no. I don't know their name. I, I will never get it. It's. I read it and I was like, I think I've heard that name, but I never would have gotten it. It is Michael Doherty. Okay. Yeah. I like that movie. I like. Yeah, Trick or Treat's not bad. That's a good Halloween pick. Yeah. Uh, Martin Sheen starred as a psychologist in which film about a cult that sacrifices children? Jesus. Yeah, you got the hard card, <laughs> my friend. Uh, I got no idea. No, I, I've never heard of this movie before. The Believers, Believers. from 1987. That sounds kind of... Yeah. I'm interested. I, I yeah. I would watch that. Um, okay. This is going to be a tough one. Okay. What is the surname of the Texas Ranger? called in to investigate the attacks in the town that dreaded sundown 1976 oh walker no um <laughs> the surname McQuaid. yeah it's lo- <laughs> it's lone wolf mcquade um Just his what's on p i believe it the, what is this p watch now what is this oh the believers is streaming on philo <laughs> <laughs> an app I've never heard. Oh, nice. Um, okay, I'm just gonna say Halloran. It is Morales. Oh, yeah. have you ever seen the town that dreaded? No, sunlight? is it good? 
Sundown. Yeah, Sundown. Um, I've only started it. Okay. It's a movie that I read about early on in my horror movie fandom and was never mm. able to track down. And then finally, I found mm. it on Videotech and I rented mm. it. Like, this would be fucking great. I finally get to see it. And my wife and I both like fell asleep during it and I never <laughs> went back. <laughs> but I've been meaning to go back. Okay. I should I should go back. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. I win. Wait, was, did I do uh, all at, six already? You did all oh, six. Jesus, what a nightmare. I know. I won, guys. And Congratulations, uh, As you can tell, it's, it was all because of my wonderful encyclopedic knowledge of horror movies and not because it happened to be a much easier card than Mike's. Uh, next week, we'll be talking The Predator from 2018. That sounds about right. Yeah, and streaming on Hulu. Okay. This last one was also streaming on Hulu. Um, and it'll be the final one. Yeah. And then we'll do a recap episode, uh, I guess, after that. Wow, we've got a lot to plan. Yeah, this series is a little too big to do it as a third segment, huh? Maybe we have to, though. Because of our scheduling? Be- because of our scheduling. Okay. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Maybe we will. Maybe that'll just be a supersized episode of Killstreak. Yeah, yeah. Like one of the old two-hour, 30-minute <laughs> ones, <laughs> you know, that we stopped doing a year ago for the best. This this, this is a... It's funny. My final quote here, mm-hmm. I have two things written down. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Mm, that one's not Are great Are they just either. both Walton Goggins quotes? There was two Walton Goggins I wrote down as like an example of what not to say. <laughs> like, uh, and then there's one where I don't remember the context of it, but I'll just say, all right, that'll be the one. Okay. Uh, anyway. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Write us. Write to us on our socials. Yeah. You know the Please. socials, you guys. It's all Killstreak Pod. Just look for that. We love you. And as always, you in my house, motherfucker. <laughs> I guess that was Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, it was Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the other one was, "Your ass is awesome." <laughs> but that's like, God. I, I wrote that down not knowing the character yeah. was a confirmed rapist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Colors it a little bit. Well, uh, we'll I'll do some. You know, I don't know if I'll leave this all in or not. We'll see. All right. Well, if you do, <laughs> bye everybody. <laughs> <laughs>